This is Susan Z. Brock, Telluride Inside and Out. We are talking once again with Dr. Ellen Softy, a world-renowned internist and gastroenterologist with encyclopedic knowledge of mind-body wellness and preventative medicine. This winter, and again this coming summer 2020, in Telluride at the Peaks Resort and Spa, Dr. Allen will once again lead wellness retreats using an evidence-based scientific approach to health and longevity. Stay tuned for the specific dates or call 1-877-448-5416 for further information. This week, Dr. Allen and I are talking about the positive impact of exercise in your life beyond the obvious, such as weight reduction. He explains why you should get moving today or keep moving if you already are. Dr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thanks, and it's a fascinating new topic. We keep adding things to our list every week. Thank you. So let's first establish a baseline. Why does movement in general, exercise specifically in any form, have such a positive impact on our bodies and minds? It's a great question. I mean, exercise does so much, and we can get into talking about that. Let's look at our mind. Um, You know, exercise helps us remember things better. Exercise, when we exercise our muscles, we release brain-derived neurotrophic factor in our brain. So it helps maintain healthy blood pressure, so that helps our body, helps maintain our weight, improves our energy, lifts our mood, uh, lower stress and anxiety keeps our heart healthy, which helps our brain. But this compound called brain-derived neurotrophic factor um, helps. This, if you think of the cells binding to one another in your brain, this brain-derived neurotrophic factor helps those cells bind to one another and talk to each other better. So by that, we can even concentrate better. Uh, studies have shown immediately following exercise, problem-solving, memory, attention, all improve. Uh, so... There's so many things, you know, we can't isolate one thing because our blood pressure matters, our weight matters, our entire body matters. Um, you know, we get a lowering blood, we get even a lowering of our blood pressure just due to these nitrates produced and nitrous oxide produced from oral pharyngeal or the oral bacteria that in after exercise, uh, which is blocked, unfortunately, by some of the antibacterial mouthwashes we have. But so... Exercise is so multifactorial. Okay, thank you. Now let's look at the positive physical impacts of regular exercise on the body, such as, and I'm going to run a list, lower risk of heart disease and stroke, lower risk of diverticulitis, osteoporosis, um, positive impact on overall energy level, positive impact on skin health, on brain health, and on muscles and bones. So, you can take them in however order you like and offer whatever explanation seems relevant. Well, I, I think, you know, that's a great list, and we can we continue to add to this list. Um, one of the things that's fascinating, it's in my field of research, is colon cancer. Exercise, uh, people that exercise have a lower risk of colon cancer. In studies, they may cut their risk by about half, and it's because exercise may lower levels of a certain hormone called prostaglandin E2 that celebrates colon cell proliferation. Um, mm-hmm. Exercise promotes intestinal motility, so you don't get as constipated in people that exercise. You sleep better. Uh, you know, the 16-week program um, that improved the quality, duration, and the ease of falling asleep in healthy adults that exercise. Uh, women 
especially in female studies, uh, active women are 30% less likely to have gallstone surgery than a sedentary woman. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tremendous benefits. Diabetes. Uh, A lot of our studies are done in women, but, you know, women who walk at least three hours a week had about a 40% reduction of diabetes over the sedentary women. Um, Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, you know, osteoporosis, but, you know, let's not look at osteoporosis isolated. Exercise, especially strength training, can increase bone density in middle-aged and older people. Um, But it also can prevent a lot of the falls and fractures. So even if you have osteoporosis, as we exercise, our balance gets better. Um, we do better. Our gait gets better. Our reaction time is better. So there's so many benefits. You, you did mention diverticular disease, these little outpouchings from the colon that can get infected. Um, and most of the protection against diverticular disease can, that gets inflamed and causes you the pain can be decreased by vigorous activities like jogging, walking fast, brisk mm-hmm. walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so blood pressure, we mentioned arthritis. Um, we used mm-hmm. to tell people with arthritis, don't okay. exercise. Um, but actually studies have shown those that do exercise can help reduce joint pain and swelling of people. So it, mm-hmm. it's fascinating all the different things that exercise can do. And it's going to put more money in your wallet. Um, we send a lot of money on the, Healthcare costs associated with low levels of physical activity. So, not getting enough physical activity can cost you money as well as all the things that you mentioned and I mentioned before. Uh, and I think one of the most important things we talked about before is improving brain function. Uh, so, mm-hmm. it's have you ever heard you know people say, "I don't want to exercise too hard; it can kill you." Um, you know, people go, they use that as an excuse to not exercise. So there was a fascinating study in health clubs with 3 million members. And basically, when they looked at all the workouts, it was one death for every 2.57 million workouts. Um, being sedentary, however, you're 50 times as likely to die during a vigorous exercise. So there's no reason in the world for people to be sitting on the rear ends every single day of their life. Okay. You um, talked briefly at the beginning about impact of exercise on the brain, and you just mentioned enhancing brain health. So let's look at the positive, beyond the positive physical benefits, at the impact of um, exercise on the mind. I'm sorry, on the body. Let's look at the mind. Um, There have been studies that have shown that exercise improves grades in school, work performance, uh, mitigates depression, uh, enhances memory, boosts creativity, even improves sex life. So could you cite some of those studies, talk about, again, why? Well, there's a portion of your brain um, called hippocampus, um, which is the key area for brain for learning and memory. And we used to think, uh, even when I was studying this, that, you know, you're born with a certain number of brain cells and you slowly lose them and, you know, you're going to die with a much lower level of uh, density of brain cells than what you were born with. And a lot of people mm-hmm. do. But as you exercise your heart and your sweat glands, your pumping, you can boost the size of this hippocampus, the brain area involved in verbal memory and learning. Um you know, resistance training, you'll get some increase in brain cells in that area. Balance training, which we all should do. There's multiple types of exercise we should focus on 
not just aerobic exercise, walking, biking, swimming, but resistance training, weight training, but balance training, um, and things that, like the you love yoga and you know muscle toning exercises, all important. But the ones that give you probably the greatest number of new brain cells um, are the ones that are the continuous aerobic exercise. So when you do that, <coughs> sorry, when you do that, you do get more of this brain-derived neurotrophic factor um, that helps your brain communicate. These cells communicate within our brain. And there's studies that show, you know, what I mentioned before, that as we do that, students who exercise have lower body fat, greater muscle strength, better cardiovascular strength, but better mental health, better problem solving. Um, so we can get a healthier brain, we, and it's been proven that, you know, the exercise helps us with this problem solving, helps us remember things, helps our attention. Um, Every time I'm going to give a lecture, every single one of those days, I exercise well before I give the lecture because it really does help you remember things. Um, and one of the things we're all scared of is dementia. And those that are the most fit in their 40s and 50s have a significant reduced level of dementia. There was a study of 20,000 participants, Cooper Center Longitudinal Study, and the, those in the highest quintile cardiorespiratory fitness at roughly 50 were at least 36% less likely than those in the lowest quintile to be diagnosed with dementia after 65. So there's lots of things we can do, even if we're predisposed to dementia, to decrease that risk. And all of these relate to improving the number of brain cells and the way those brain cells talk to each other. Okay, so we've talked about why um, exercise impacts in a positive way, physical, physiological, and psychological uh, conditions in your body. But what do you mean by exercise? I think um, some people are, are afraid to even begin to exercise because they think it means having to run, you know, 50 miles or having to pump 500 pounds in weight. How much exercise will have this cascading benefit of, um, or will offer these cascading benefits? That's a great question, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. A lot of people are petrified of starting on an exercise program because we tell people, you know, get out there and lift weights for 30 minutes and do aerobic exercise for 30 minutes and do balance dressing for te uh, balance exercises for 5 or 10 minutes and stretching. People don't have that kind of time. So if we look at 22 minutes a day, of aerobic exercise. And we look at METs. I mean, most people don't know what a MET is, but the METs are metabolic equivalents. So one MET is equivalent to your resting metabolic rate. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you are two METs, you're working at twice your resting metabolic rate. Um, so higher than six, include, you know, six METs would be something like singles tennis or cycling at 10 miles per hour, walking at four miles per hour, cross-country skiing. If somebody exercises even at four to six minutes, you get significant benefits, meaning just a reasonable walk, uh, you know, reasonable cycling. Um, but 22 minutes a day, if we look at the four top causes of death, there was a 31% decrease by just doing 22 minutes a day every single day. And I would recommend people to do that. And if you do 22 minutes, often you'll do more because the hardest part of exercise is starting that day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, if you're going to go for a walk, 
and it's cold, the hardest part's to get outside in the cold. If you're going to run, the hardest part is the first, you know, half a mile is the hardest part for me. Uh, after that, it's easy. Uh, but the beginning, you don't have to run 50-mile races. You don't have to do marathons. You don't have to do long-distance bike riding. Um, when we talk about weight training, you can do it all. You want to get a program that can be done in 10 or 15 minutes if you're going to do it mm-hmm. and that, to help your bone density. So if you go from the 22 minutes I mentioned all the way up to 60 minutes a day of exercise, you only gain 8% more. And, you know, the t- typical causes of death, the cardiovascular deaths, cancer deaths, and these dementia, and those people's strokes. So you're not gaining as much as you are in that beginning 22 minutes that you would do every day. Mm-hmm. And even 10 minutes, you get significant benefit, um, not as nearly as much as you would in 22 minutes. So aim for 20 minutes a day. You know, get out there and do something every day. Um, mix in as we get older. We should be doing certain balance exercises, which you can get in yoga. You can do them on your own. And another time we can do a podcast on just the, you know, the different types of exercise should we should incorporate into our uh, regimen as we get older. Thank you very much. This has been Susan Debrock, Telluride Inside and Out, speaking once again with Dr. Alan Softy. <clears throat> the subject this week was the cascading benefits of exercise beyond just the obvious like weight loss. Thanks again for your time, Dr. Softy. Thanks, and this is a fantastic topic that we need to revisit as we get more studies. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.